There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 4 of Killjoys. Okay, so this was different. Just a little. We got some Jacoby family drama. Oh yeah, got all <laughs> sorts of that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of crazy. So... Before we jump into all of that, why don't you hit me with some ratings news? All right. Episode 8 brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.482 million viewers, making it the 94th overall cable show for the day. Numbers, the viewers actually went up from the previous episode, but the I think we lost 0.01 in adults 18 to 49 and dropped about 30 spots. Wow. So, I don't know what's going on on Fridays. There's got to be something that's just making these numbers not make Go any crazy. sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who knows how this is going to be? Like, I don't understand it. I've never understood it. And I don't know. Hopefully things are changing, though. But we have, what, one more season? Two more seasons. One more of Killjoys. One more. So we at least know we have that. Yes. Hopefully everybody will keep watching, though. Yep. And we know we've got season four of Winona, so. Yes. So we still got another season, another year of Killjoys and Winona, so. Uh, well, that's good. Good things. Yes. All right. Let's jump into episode eight, shall we? All right. It takes a pillage. That was kind of a strange title. It's usually, it takes a village. Hmm. Wonder what they were meaning by pillage. <laughs> <laughs> An awkward Jacoby Homecoming takes a deadly turn as Dutch and Zeph risk everything for science. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we'll start with three Jacobys and a kid. That's just funny because you said Jacobys and later that actually comes up. So that was great. So we see Johnny getting ready to go home to Tellin where he expects to find Davin and Jack. But of course, Dutch is staying on the ship because... Johnny knows the planet, and she's still kind of avoiding Davin because things are a little awkward with them. Well, yeah, not like they've talked since the issue happened. That's right. (laughs) And he just kind of slinked away without any notification from Lucy once again. We're going to have to have a little talk with her. Yeah, Lucy. Now, to make matters worse, there's a silica storm coming, which, of course, translates to a sandstorm on crack. So they're all going to have to hunker down and hide from it or risk death. And this was interesting because this was something that Dutch didn't have any clue what it was. No, this is all new to her. So she was more than happy to stay on on Lucy. Right. She's like, oh, are you afraid of a little bad weather? And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. No. Davin's already on the planet lamenting that Jack's 
aging ended at teenage years because he's super bored and super whiny. <laughs> yeah, you at least normally have time to work up to that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, his six-day-old is uh, <laughs> a bored and whiny teenager. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, this worked out great. Yeah, so they're heading to the family bunker where when they arrive, they discover a very unwelcome resident, the horrible, horrible father, Morris. Yeah. Now, this was weird, too, when they were talking about the bunker. I'm assuming it was like a single family thing, but that's not what this looked like. No. <laughs> now, it may have been only theirs, but yeah, this was quite the little complex they had. Right. But, but then they end up in something that was reminiscent of a bunker where it was like one or two rooms. Right. Yeah, the living quarters definitely were bunker-esque. Yeah. Now, of course, Daddy Dearest tries to insist he's a much better person after he had the encounter with Davin and Klein's body. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but they're stuck with him because of the whole storm thing. Great timing for them. Yeah. Dav is not a happy camper. Do you blame him? <laughs> Literally, no. Especially when we find out what we find out. Yeah. So Dav goes to look for something and actually leaves his dad with Jack for a while as he searches. And of course, this gives the old man a chance to give a very edited version of their past. How he talked Davin into uh, joining the army to become a man and stop right. getting into trouble. Yeah, makes you look really good that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think that's quite what happened. So apparently, Dav's mom had left them some money, him and Johnny, for emergencies. Well, dear old dad ended up finding that. Yeah. Took it and drunk it. Yep. That's always fun. Yeah. So, of course, Davin's pretty furious about this. And <laughs> when his dad mentions, I didn't raise you that way, he snaps back with, you didn't raise us. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we see where this is going real quick. Right. And then when the next thing happens, you're going to talk about, I was thinking it was almost like retaliation. Right. Because dear old granddad sends Jack off to fetch some tools, which is not inside the bunker. It's still underground, but it's not the best place for uh, young Jack to be. Right, especially when Dobbs like, we have to keep him safe. I'll fill you in, but just keep him where you can see him. Right. Which what the he heck, doesn't. Dude? No. But, and Jack gets grabbed, but fortunately, it's Johnny. I was like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> this What's happening? Episode no. Right. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's also some hulin behind him. How'd they get down there so fast? How do they know what they have like a homing beacon on Jack or what? That's a really good question. And I was wondering that myself at, at this time that how could they have known where the entrances to that place actually were? We get a quick family reunion where Johnny and his dad get on even less with Johnny trying to hold his killjoy status over his dad to prove contrary to what his dad says, he actually amounted to something. And Daddy Dearest doesn't believe him. Or he doesn't believe he's worth a damn still. Right. One of the two, not sure which, doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> so, of course, Davin takes the chance to tell Jack the truth about why he left. Dad was abusive, used to beat Johnny constantly, and Davin got beat 
trying to get in the way. One day, he fought back, and his dad, being the sheriff, told him to join the army or he'd throw him in the clink. Nice. Yeah. That's a dad every young boy needs to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, we'll keep going, because, oh, I was so ticked just listening to that. I'm like, what the hell? Right. And, of course, Dab tells him the army didn't, definitely didn't make me a man, and leaving his family is not necessary to achieve manhood. And then some more family drama occurs as interrupted by a Hulan attack, and they actually managed to capture one. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, just a little. Mostly because I didn't expect them to be able to capture anyone. Right. Or that his dad would screw it up. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but yeah, I mean, like, he didn't believe him as it was, so I figured he'd just screw it up and blame the, the kids, basically. Oh, absolutely, because it was Daddy Dearest's plan to confront the Hulan. Right. And, yeah. So, of course, fleeing to the ship will just get them hunted down, so Johnny has to take Jack to safety. Except Jack uses his special Hulan powers to predict this will end so badly and tells Johnny about his abilities. Right, and the, he's at least learning, I guess... Like, how to explain it. Right. Because he's like, it's like I remember things before they happen. Yeah, so yeah. it is kind of like a precog, precog thing. Yes, absolutely it is. And his prediction is true because Granddad hasn't been paying attention, charges the Hulan, shooting them repeatedly in the torso, ignoring Davin and getting captured. And I love it because it's like, well, do we have to save him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was right there with you, Johnny. It really isn't, but, and of course, Dav was, would have been all for it too if Jack wouldn't have been there. But a third option appears. Charlie, an old friend of Johnny's. Yeah. yeah. That could never be good. <laughs> no. And the current sheriff. Hmm. Yeah. This might be how the Hulan found the bunker. Possibly. Yeah, because I don't think anybody on Twitter could trusted her as far as they could throw her. Oh, good. Because as soon as she just happened to pop up, I'm like, mm. Yeah. I, no, just no. <laughs> they apparently had a wild youth together, but she grew up and matured with definite implications that he didn't. <laughs> you go, now that's just not necessary. You don't know nothing about Johnny right no, now. No, you don't. And they gather an unconscious Davin for more reunions and gather the captured Hulan for questioning. And we get <laughs> poor Davin almost having to do what Dutch was going to do with Jack there watching. And you kind of go, okay, Dav, how far are you going to take this to get the information that you want and have your son hear what's going on? Because... <laughs> right. Even though that was a still bunker, you could still hear what was going on in... In the interrogation room. Yeah, it's not like those metal walls were really thick. No. But we do get some information. As the Hulan calls Jack their heir and the beginning of everything and the end of you. Now, Which made me wonder what exactly is going on. What did Anila do? Right. Or what is the lady planning? Yeah, true, true. And you just kind of go... Hmm, this doesn't sound uh, <laughs> like things are going to be all rosy when the lady comes out. 
And then, of course, he dies because of inconvenient suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Um, not... What the heck? Nobody checked? Yeah. Uh, they never do. How many times? Come on, guys. First thing, check. Right? Check the mouth. Make sure there's no acid pills or anything in there. You think by now they'd figure this out. Right. So, of course, the other Hulan contact our gang, and, of course, their demands are the awful, abusive, arsehole dad in exchange for Jack. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary. No. <laughs> but they finally decide that, yeah, they do need to do it because Jack's watching them. Yeah. And, of course, Jack wants to help, but Dav, of course, is being his protective self. And can you call him overprotective? Well, wanting his six-day-old teenage son away from violent firefights and torture is not exactly excessive. <laughs> so, of course, Johnny and Dav go off without him, and Dav's concerned about his parenting skill, while Johnny insists he did a great job with him. You've had six days, dude. I think you're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you've raised him to this point, and he's grown up normally. And especially since the one black mark on Davin's record, his leaving is expunged when Johnny learns that Davin fought their dad to protect him and then was forced into the military. Yeah, because all this time, Johnny has held on to that grudge. Yes. And, oh my God, it was just like, oh, don't make me cry. I mean, it wasn't sad or anything. No. It was just one of those things like, I was mad for so long because I never knew the truth. Had you told me, I wouldn't have been pissed at you for all these years. Exactly. It it was just like taking a big old <laughs> ice cold fish and just hitting Johnny in the face with it. And that right. was kind of the look. It was just pure stun. Yeah. So I I'm glad that they had that moment. I kind of think Johnny needed a little bit more time to process it. Obviously, with what's going on, they didn't have that time. Right. So... At least they had that out there in the open. I'm happy that about yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And of course, the bro bonding is cut short when they're captured by Charlie. And we say, you slime bucket you. She betrayed them for money. She has kids to raise. That well, she on, said she has kids. Now yeah, I'm starting to wonder. Later on, she was willing to dump with the, dump with the grandparents and take off with Johnny. Yeah, right. uh, this is not a classic mom. Right. <laughs> so, of course, this ends up with Dav and Johnny and dear old deadbeat dad tied up until Johnny is able to cut him free. Now, of course, Jack is being held elsewhere, and we get to see some of his precognitive abilities as he kind of runs through a couple of scenarios in his head to figure out which one gives him the best opportunity to succeed. Right. And I thought this was interesting. It was very similar to, uh, oh, crap, both Inhumans and Sherlock. Right. How they, in both of those, the character does that. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool how he's doing this. I'm like, liking how they're, they're doing all that. I mean, either way, he's pretty much shaking the guy out. Right. <laughs> it's just like, how quick can he do it is what it, it came down to. Yep. And of course, he takes care of it and shows up where they're. The other three are being held with a sack of guns, no less. Hey, I, I got myself free. Okay. I guess they shouldn't have been 
Too worried about you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Davin definitely has a proud dad moment there. I don't know how you could be not proud about that. <laughs> yeah. And Uncle Johnny asks if Jack can have a gun. I love it because he was so excited about asking, can he? Can he have a gun? With this big, goofy grin on his face. Oh, my gosh. I'm yes, my six-day-old six day old can have a gun. <laughs> but stun only. <laughs> yeah, I think both of them were like, aww. <laughs> now, of course, while Granddad says he did the best he could raising Davin, Davin says, oh, no, you didn't, but I will. Yeah, I guess they won't be coming back anymore. No, I don't think so either. And, of course, we have that moment between Johnny and Charlie as she suggests abandoning her kids with the grandparents and running off together. Of course, he refuses her offer and cuffs her because he has a heart, and she asks how that's working for him. Well, by his tears, I'd say, not real well, but Johnny's empathy is still the best thing, even in a harsh world. Right. I just... I don't understand how she was just like, oh, yeah, I can come with you now. Don't worry. You have kids. And you're like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. What? Nice. Just nice. And then we go back to Lucy where we get to see something we hadn't seen before, or at least not that I remembered, was Zeph being on Lucy as a holograph. I don't think they've done this before. No, I don't think so either. And it was like, so oh, okay, this is cool. So, yeah, good way to bring Zeph on, back on Lucy without being on Lucy. Yeah, and they're discussing the compound Klein left, and it turns out it's a spore. Okay. Was it created? It's like, hmm. Or did it already exist, and he Klein just found it? Don't know. I want to know. But it's degrading rapidly. So rapidly, she'll never get it to the, get to the fleet with it. To be analyzed and go, hmm. Well, good thing that they decided to talk to Zeph. Yeah. Of course, Zeph advises her to use the centrifuge to break it down to components so she can recreate it. <laughs> and Dutch doesn't it. really know what a centrifuge yeah. is. And she's like, do I have one of those in here? Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. I don't science, and I at least know what a centrifuge is. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we get some innuendo and alcohol. Hall jokes and so much sexual innu innuendo and jokes that just fly right over Zeph's head. I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Especially when Dutch was talking about like her and Pip and ha ha ha. And Zeph's like, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, honey. It's okay. We'll have to work on your, on your, uh, humor a bit because Johnny would have loved this. Yes. <laughs> Now they find out that the problem is the compound is regenerating at a speed that prevents the centrifuge from splitting the compound up to be analyzed. So, we have something that's degrading rapidly, but is regenerating faster than a centrifuge can split up. Well, this isn't going to help. No! There's got to be another way. And Zeph says, well, it's impossible to use a centrifuge to do this unless it has the same G-forces as a son. Yeah. Impossible, you say? Yeah. That's not in Dutch's vocabulary. She nope. doesn't see it as impossible. She sees it as a challenge. Pretty much anything to Dutch is a challenge at this point. Yes. Oh, no? I can't do that? 
Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Dutch has Lucy do an ultra-close orbit of a sun and then turns off the automatic controls because I need to do naughty things which your auto controls are not going to like. Oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. And <laughs> and how quickly Lucy's like, okay, manual yeah. control it is. <laughs> so, even she's like, I'm not going to argue. Right. And as they build up the G-forces, Dutch decides she needs to mute Zeph. And you go, oh, no. No, this might not turn out well. Yeah, I was really worried. I was thinking Zeph was going to be like, okay, I have it. You can stop. Basically be the voice of reason here. Right. But because (laughs) Zeph kind of overreacted, she's like, well, you don't even get to be the voice of reason. You get to be the voice of nothing. Yeah. And sure enough, Dutch does pass out. (laughs) And Zeph panics. She was screaming, but obviously muted. It was kind of funny watching that. (laughs) And it made me wonder, was she, like, saying something and they edited it out? Or was she just kind of, like, moving her lips and yelling? Right. And I was still confused at what happened next. Well, we see her back on the rack ship. And, you know, she's frustrated. She doesn't know a way to solve this. And, and of course, she probably hasn't had any thinking time in a while now with Pip being out cold. So she goes, I'm only light, meaning the hologram. Right. And that's when it hits her, is she can manipulate the light. And that's what we end up seeing is she, back on Lucy, she basically starts focusing the energy of the hologram on one of the control panels to make it catch fire. Oh, that makes so much more sense. (laughs) Because I'm like, what's she trying to do? Like, use the force? What the hell is happening? (laughs) I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. She was focusing the energy of the hologram and basically forcing it onto the panel so it would catch on fire. Okay. Which eventually does wake Dutch up, who gets things back under control and gives control back to Lucy and the day is saved. Well, of course, after it's all over, Zeph kind of gives Dutch a little bit of a beatdown. Oh, she kind of deserved it. Yeah, yeah. She's a badass, and yes, she deserves to be held for that forever, but she doesn't have to do everything alone. She's allowed to ask for help, and shutting out people who care for her isn't badass. No, that's just wrong. Yeah, so Dutch decides that she needs to give Zeph a little return pep talk and tells her to face Pip's dying and fight it with science. So Yes, science. Yes, Come on, Zeph. Because Zeph basically explains to her that, yeah, if she tries to operate, it'll kill him, but the spider is dying, so when it dies, it'll kill him. So she's got to have something radical to try you know to what? save Pip. Yeah, Johnny wasn't there for her to, like, bounce any ideas off of right Right. now. But I think sometimes she just really needs somebody to tell her. Like, she does, exactly. Well, not even that. I mean, Dutch just had to say, you got this. Right. Because she is so caught up in her head with everything that's happening and afraid of what's going to happen if she doesn't do anything. Right. It's like she can't 
see what she needs to do to get it done. Right. Yes, absolutely. But maybe seeing Dutch do something incredibly stupid to save the world or the universe, and she was able to do something that she would have never thought of to wake Dutch up, Right, was what she needed at that moment to be like, okay, I can do this and save Pip. Right. Yes. I can be incredibly stupid and make everything work. <laughs> Not at all. That's what I'm thinking. You made it work just right. Because <laughs> she needed some more confidence. I mean, yes, she's on a high because she did save Dutch. Right. By coming up with something that she probably had never thought of before. Exactly. But Dutch also encouraged her to keep doing that so she can come up with something to save Pip. So. She's just trying to keep that, that train energy. moving. Yeah. <laughs> Get that energy going. That's right. So once everybody's back on board Lucy, Jack informs Johnny that he's made a decision. He's going to leave and join Delsea. I... And, uh, yeah, I was like, eh. <laughs> Because I feel like Delsea is just going to go to Anila and... Anila may not be Anila if she comes out right away. Right. Absolutely. She may be, if this happens, she might just be handing Jack over to the lady. Oh, this could be bad. But you know what? The Hulan are chasing them, so maybe he is safer with Delsea. Right. And that's what Jack says, is he's afraid Davin is too focused on protecting him than fighting the Hulan who are chasing him. So you can't know. really argue with his logic there. And then we get finally a Dutch and Davin mature conversation. I was shocked. Dutch accepts Davin had every reason to be angry with her and the whole torturing people in front of Jack. But his leaving means he doesn't think she can be better. She can, can't change and learn from this, which clearly hurts her. She doesn't deny he has a right to anger, but she questions whether he thinks She's irredeemable given their relationship. And she asks if he's giving up on them. And of course he says no and kisses her. I was kind of holding my breath. Yeah, I did not know how this conversation was going to go because it could have gone bad in so many ways. But I think they were both in a, a good headspace to be able to sit down and have an adult conversation about their situation. And they both kind of admitted they're wrong and decided, yes, we can get over this and still be together. So there you go. Yes. That's what relationships are. Screwing yes. up and working together and getting past it. And Absolutely. All that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's never fun when, when Not at the time. Yeah. The fun part's making up later. but There you go. And apparently they're going to get to that. Yeah. And did we get any feedback this week for our Killjoys episode, Steve? Oh, absolutely. Fred, once again, graced us with his thoughts. So let's take a listen. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Killjoys Season 4, Episode 8. Two major storylines. I both like them. Quite different. Although the whole adventure with Seth and Dutch, of course, we knew they would succeed. But nevertheless, it was uh, was nice and funny. Seth doing her science and uh, Dutch being a badass and drinking. I get a little bit annoyed by all that drinking. So Seth is doing science and what is Dutch doing? She's drinking and being tough and courageous, but 
drinking. I never get drunk or almost never. It's, it's starting to annoy me a little bit. It's just too overdone and always this drinking and uh, partly they don't get drunk. And so having your heroes, your bad as heroes drinking all day. And uh, just as uh, Pepin says, <laughs> there are no beverages on board of Lucy without alcohol. With all the problems and uh, I think about 80,000 uh, alcohol-related deaths in the U.S. Uh, per uh, per year, I think the this series should send out a little bit another message. And of course, it is a, it is an aspect of life, and of course, it's sometimes funny, but it is just overdone. And the same is true for, or even worse, in Winona Earp, and and also it was in Lost Girl. Nevertheless, I like these shows, but. As you can hear in my voice, it starts to annoy me, more or less. So the science uh, was nice, and uh, Dutch shutting down Seth, and with attention that uh, causes, that was nice. But having an, needing a, an amount of gravitational force that you can separate the different parts of a, of a, a spore, and Dutch's body is surviving that, well, okay, hand wave, hand wave. Seeing all the interactions between three generations of Jacobi uh, males, of course, was good. It gives us an extra little bit of background about them. And I really wonder what Jack is going to do uh, with uh, Delsea's necklace. Is, is he going to leave Davin? And how will F- Davin feel about that? Just because he just left Dutch in the last episode, or last two episodes. Well, that... They reconciled, so that's okay again. And I really wonder what uh, what Jack uh, will do and on, on which side he will be. On Anila's, Delsea's, the ladies, whatever. Okay, greetings. All the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah, Fred, Zeph definitely did kick A in science in this episode. <laughs> you know, Steve, we are rated explicit. You yeah, can't say. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I did like... Zeph in this one, I was a little ticked that she got muted, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to think the right word there. That's exactly um, what happened. But she was able to overcome it because of science. And you know what? Yeah. And the fact that they actually pointed it out this episode about all the drinking and it's like, oh my God, has nobody been sober? I'm wondering if that's going to change that next season. I kind of doubt it. To me, in both Winona and Killjoys, the amount of drinking that is done is basically, to me, showing a character flaw. And yes, these characters are definitely flawed, and this just kind of is a way to highlight that even more. So, I think we're just going to have to deal with it. I don't know. I guess we'll see how how it ends up by the end of the season. Right. Yeah, because we only got one more season of Killjoys left. So, yeah, maybe they will change before the end of this final season. We can hope. And with the G-forces on Dutch, I don't know, maybe her leather is more than just a statement. (laughs) Maybe it's like, I don't know, helps with the G-forces or because she's not entirely human or actually not human because she was pulled from the green. I don't know. Maybe that's the only way she was able to survive it. Absolutely. I think that's a very good point that, yeah, she's not human. If it had been one of the Jacoby boys, they probably wouldn't have made it. Right. And speaking of the Jacobys, wow, what 
<laughs> like we said, that was a lot of information that we didn't know that we got that was very interesting to find out, especially the thing that's been keeping Davin and Johnny from being completely close again and to find out that it was Davin who basically sacrificed himself to save Johnny was something else. Yeah, a bit of a surprise. And as for the littlest Jacoby, which side will he choose and what will he do with that necklace? Well, that's really the question. And unfortunately, we have to wait and see. But I think he's going to stay on the side of his dad. I sure hope so, at least. Yeah, I don't think he's going to pick the lady, at least. Right. All right. Once again, Fred, thanks for your thoughts and looking forward to getting your feedback for the next episode. Hey, thanks, Fred. Well, what did you guys think about the episode and how the season's going so far? Shoot us a message at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. And if you're not sure how to use our Gmail, go ahead and, or our email, sorry, go ahead over to www.fangirlzone.com. You can click on it right there in our contacts page or any of the myriad of ways to get a hold of us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. We're everywhere. And you can just click the link and it's easy that way too. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. So tell your friends about the show. I can't believe you haven't already if you're watching the show. And we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of Family Drama, also known as Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. How you toss your salad is between you and Pip. Okay, we need to work on your dirty joke game. That would have killed with Johnny. And until next time.